Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I'm Robin Crane, and this is the Growing Your Financial Business, The Woman's Way podcast. Listen, I was a financial advisor for over a decade, and I got so sick of the old archaic strategies that your grandpa used to get clients. What the industry teaches today is still so outdated and just doesn't work anymore. So I had to find a better way for myself, and then I got obsessed with sharing these how-tos with other women like me. The stuff I teach doesn't require giving up your life, your sanity, or your family time. I want women like you to have it easier than I had it so you can thrive in the industry. I've now helped thousands of women grow their financial businesses to multiple six figures, some even seven figures per year. So on this podcast, you're going to get an inside look at how they did it so you can do it too. Let's dive into the show. We need more women in financial services to be more successful because women need to be empowered financially. So I know we can say that men can help women and men can help women, but there, and there are plenty of men in the industry who are really nice and really want to help women, but let's be real. Women are different. As John Gray said, um, men are from Mars, women are from Venus, men are from Mars, right? (laughs) And it's true. We're different. And right now, the way that you're taught to grow your business in the financial industry is really taught in a male dominated way. And I absolutely 110% believe that we need to increase the footprint of women in the industry. So it's equitable to 50%. And the reason behind that is because women, the the clients coming to you need to work with women who are successful and, and what I like to call female empowered moneymakers, femmes, femmes, we call them femmes. Okay. So I want you to think about this because so often you're taught to go work with high net worth clients and you're not very clear about who that person is. And I talk a lot, if you've listened to this podcast, if you've listened to a lot of uh, my trainings, you know that I'm obsessed with this idea of cloning your ideal client. And in the past, if I could be frank, like even though my whole mission is to increase the footprint of women in the industry, I I worked with plenty of women and said like, work with whomever you want. Like it doesn't matter, men, women, it, it doesn't matter. I don't care. But I want you to have your ideal business business and ideal life. And in order to do that, you need to work with people you love to work with. But I'm kind of changing my 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 uh, stance on that because I actually think like, and I've secretly believed this and maybe have been afraid to say it, but I think if you're a woman in the financial services industry, you should focus on working with women because the the number one reason why I want you to be successful in the industry is because I want you to stay in the industry and inspire other women to be in the industry. And if you can't be successful, you're gone. But why do I need more women in the industry? Like, why do I even care? Well, it's because there are people out there, not, not people, women, women out there who are not served at the highest level because they have so many experiences where they talk to someone and they don't feel heard. They don't feel like they're being listened to. They don't feel 
like they're even spoken in the way that they they want to be spoken to. And I don't mean in a way that's pleasant, but I mean in a way where they can understand a way that they feel empowered. Okay. So the ultimately you being more successful in the financial industry means that you can work with women who need you to guide them and you to lead them and you to kind of bring them to their promised land, whatever, whatever that is. And women are just better at it. Okay. Women are better nurturers. Women are better listeners. We all know that that's a fact. And I don't even remember, I read the book so long ago about, you know, women being from Venus and what's the difference. But, um, a lot of people come to me and they said, why don't you just work with all financial advisors? Like your stuff is, you know, your, your, your stuff, your, your trainings, your, your methods, your strategies are really good and they can work with men and women. And I'm like, yeah, they absolutely can. But there's so many things that I teach in regards to what to do and how to do it in a way that's around alignment and fulfillment of how you see your business and how you create your business in order to um, actually fit around your life as opposed to your life to fit around your business that much more is much more aligned with women. And the the traditional industry, as you know, um, at least when I started, you know, it was very much, and, and I say at least when I started, but I hear this all the time. So obviously it hasn't, hasn't changed much, but you're taught to go and network, of course, make your list of hundred, talk about this all the time and talk to all your friends and family, but then it's just to put yourself out there. And the way that you're putting yourself out there is oftentimes sacrificing the things are the, the most important to you. When I first started as a financial advisor, I was 29 years old. So I was not married. I did not have children. I was, you know, because I didn't have a lot of money, I was living in the cottage, uh, actually um, my, my cousin's cottage in the back of her house, paying a minimal amount of rent because she was kind of hooking me up and living in uh, the Bay area. So it was expensive anyway to live there, but I kind of got hooked up because I, I was, I was young enough that I could chill, you know, like I could, I could be in a small little, you know, one bedroom place and uh, you know, in the back of my cousin's house with their family and not really care because I'm like, I'm just getting by. I'm just, I just need to pay the bills. Right. I don't have a family to support. I don't have, um, you know, uh, I was nowhere near retirement that I needed to worry about like, you know, stocking away a lot of money, even though of course that would have been the prudent thing to do. And, um, so many women who come to me, some of them are on their second or maybe third career in their life where they're maybe, you know, not that far from retirement, maybe 10 to 15 years from retirement. Or maybe they're in their kind of prime family years where, you know, you're, you're in like, like I am, I started late with, with creating or having a family. And so I'm in my forties with two young kids. Um, one is turning too soon and the other is four. I also have a 14 year old. And like, if I had started this business when I had this family, like, I don't know how I would have survived because what you're taught to do is, you know, go networking, like, and be gone on nights and then work on weekends. Like I can't even imagine because like weekends are so such, you know, family time and so important to me. And then I see this all the time where people are coming to me, if they're not 24 and 25 and 29 years old or whatever, like what I was, they're sacrificing time from family. They're, um, you know, working really late, long hours, very, you know, exhausted and tired. And then just the way that you're being taught in the industry is not designed to fit around your life. You have to now change your life to fit around your business. And so again, I go back to why, why women, why just women? Well, I know if there are more women in the industry, the women that I'm, that I'm also, you know, I'm attracting into my business who I can help get to have their ideal business and ideal life. They'll be working with women. And whether we look at single women or married women or extremely successful women who are executives 
or, you know, or widows, like these women need you. And honestly, like, I don't know about you, but I get self-conscious when it comes to like certain being in certain circles with a lot of men. Um, I'm in a very high level mastermind it's called the war room. And there are about 300 people in it. Most are, you know, seven, eight figure business owners. Some are even higher than that. Um, there's, I think a few billionaires in there as well. Um, and I'm one of the few women. And the weird thing is even the women there, like, it's not like we're all like, Oh, ladies. And we're like all flocking to each other, you know, because I don't know why that is when you're in this environment. And I don't think there's any, you know, weird competition or anything awkward, but for some reason, having a male dominated group, I don't feel like, like just the women, you know, come together and they, we want to support each other. And it's not that we don't, it's just that we're not flocking to each other. When there's a community of just women in the same industry, and we have this, we built this community with, with female financial advisors, there's a total difference of like wanting to come together with these other women to support other women. And my point in telling you in regards to this mastermind um, is that I'll sometimes be hanging out and go to dinner with, you know, I don't know, eight other people. And there might be one token other woman in there. And then, you know, a bunch of guys. And I kind of just get quiet. And it's not that I'm embarrassed or shy because I'm definitely not neither one of those things. Um, but I just don't feel as comfortable. I don't feel I'm like in my, my element. I don't feel like I'm in my zone of genius where like I can be a leader and have, uh, you know, a lot to say and, and just be kind of safe in my own skin. And it's not even that I'm insecure or self-conscious, although I am both of those things. I am insecure and self-conscious, but there's just something to be said when I'm around a lot of guys or in an environment where I'm talking about something that's really important to me or that I feel insecure about or unsure about or have some uncertainty that I, I, I get quiet. I get quiet. And I'm like, if those of you who know me well and have seen my events or attended my events, you know, I'm one of the most extroverted person, people, one of the most extroverted people you could meet, but in certain circles, I get super shy. And why is that? Okay. So I bring this up, like, just because I'm imagining that you as a woman in the financial industry experience this quite a bit. There's certain places where you can feel like you're totally yourself. And there's certain places where you feel like you start to play small and a lot of, if that's happening in the industry, if that's happening in your business environment, then this is a major issue, like major. And I hear it all the time. I've had women come to me and say, you know, they're, they're in an office full of just men and they're not invited to play golf and not invited to happy hour. I've had women say, you know, they're in a meeting with men and then they start to speak up and then they get, you know, talked down to like, they don't even matter or they don't even pay attention to them. They don't even look at them. Right. And we hear this over and over again. So imagine if you're feeling at all like that in a room full of men, in an industry full of men, what are the women on the other side of the table who are talking to men all the time about their finances feeling? Like, what are they feeling? Maybe they're feeling insecure. Maybe they feel like they're not that safe. Maybe they feel a little bit like they're playing small. They don't want to ask dumb questions. They don't want to sound stupid. I mean, these are the things that I go through. And so instead they're kind of quiet. And so I wholeheartedly believe that not only if you're a woman in this industry and you have this, you, you, you know, you are speaking with other women and helping other women with their finances, empowering women with their finances, not only are you better at that, but if you also consciously create this approach where it's not the way you learned in the industry, where you're fact finding and then selling stuff. And I know that's not how you approach it, but sometimes that's how you've been taught, but instead you actually have a system I'll actually teach you the system in a second, but where you get really, really clear about what they want, what's holding them back and how to get them there. 
and it's really developing the relationship, something you're already good at, but capitalizing on that skill and that, that, that incredible, um, trait of you being able to connect with women and really hear them and really understand them. Then more of the women who are already leaders in this world can step up and be bigger leaders. And we need women to do that. And then the fact that women are outliving their spouse, we all know the, the, the statistics, but we need you to be there and not be the, like, be there for the first time because their spouse just passed away. Although that's very nice if you work with widows, but what I want, what I want to create so badly, and I want you to be on board with is to empower women around their money. And many of you are even listening to this guy like, okay, I'm bored. I'm preaching to the choir, Robin, because of course I want to help women. But I think it's just a, a really important thing to think about in your intention of serving. And I have put my kind of planted my flag around. I work with women and um, I'll, I'll tell you the truth. I actually have, I have three main co- coaching programs. I have a p- coaching program called FEM, FEM Mentorship, which stands for Female Empowered Money Makers, which I'm pretty obsessed about. Um, I have my Revenue Accelerator program we call RAP. And then I have FPC, Fast Path to Clients. I like acronyms. Okay, it doesn't really matter. But my point is, is, is that FEM has always been a program for women. And I only really, I'm, I'm like targeting to women. I do Facebook ads for women. Everything's for women anyway. So it's not like it, it was never an issue. And then um, my rap program, we've all, always had women, but then recently I was on a podcast, actually Michael Kitsi's podcast. And obviously his, if you know, Michael Kitsi's, he's amazing. He has a podcast called uh, financial advisor success. And I had the privilege to be on his podcast. I loved it. I went over a really deep in-depth strategy um, around this book interview thing that we do uh, it was about like a 90 minute episode that uh, like he, he does these really long episodes, which I love because he grilled me and I got to tell him all the details, which is amazing. And he even asked me like, why women, why women? And I'm like, cause women, women need me, baby. And I'm, I'm helping women because women have different, you know, the, the mindset is different. A lot is different in regards to how we think and what we do and how we feel and, and our fear of judgment and all this stuff. But, um, he grilled me on that as well, which was kind of cool. Cause I like, I liked going into the details, but from that podcast, I had a couple and, and actually from another webinar that I did from at, at a, at a company, I had a couple guys come into my rap program. And I was like, I was debating about this because one guy, he actually sent a message, super sweet guy. And he's like, I listened to your Michael Kitsi's podcast. It was awesome. And um, I really want to work with you. And I know I'm not a woman, but I am gay. So any chance I can get in on this, like I'm, I'm one of the ladies kind of thing. Can I get in on this group? And I was like, man, like it kind of seems crappy for me to say no, because this guy, he supports the mission, help women. He is not a woman, but like super cool, regardless of whether he's gay or not, I could care less, but like awesome that he's, you know, he feels comfortable around the ladies and all that. And I don't think he's a super macho man or anything. So like probably not going to make them feel poor, you know, poorly. And I said, okay, yeah. And I let him into my program. And then a few weeks later, some other guy had seen me at a different talk, like came in and also kind of similar, but you know, not a gay guy, but he was just basically like, I really like your stuff. I'd really like to be part of this. And I'm like, well, now I can't really say no to this guy. And so now we have two guys in our rap program. And I had no problem with that because my logic was like, okay, when I teach you, if I'm teaching you how to attract your ideal client and I say, whether it's widowed women or executive women, or hopefully some sort of woman, like I'd like to, I'm encouraging you today. It doesn't mean you only have to work with them. And of course, many of these women come with the husband, right? Uh, Especially the ones that are married, especially those. So you're getting, you're getting, you're going to of course work with men, even if you decide to work with women, but what when that, when, you know, when these guys came to me and I'm like, okay, it's no big deal because I'm like, okay, they support the mission of helping women. I think it's actually good for women. Like there's, you know, 
almost all, you know, the mostly women in my group, of course, and there's a, a, a couple token guys, like they need to, these women need to be able to, to still be open in front of men because like, this is what we're up against in the world. And so I justified it and justified it, justified it, like why it was okay to have these two guys and really thought nothing more of it. And it's been fine. Like all our coaching program, you know, is going well, everything like that. And no one seems to mind until I got a call from one of my femmes. Okay. My high level program. And she was like, Robin, I am not okay with this. Like that having guys in the program. And I was like, oh, well, they're not in your program because she's in femme. I'm like, they're in rap, but like, you know, what's going on? She's like, and she got really emotional. And she was like, Robin, you know, like there's so much out there for men. Like there's all these groups. I was in these groups for men and they were fine. And I like men and I have nothing against men. And these guys are, these, these guys are really nice. And I'm sure the two guys that are in there, but like when I was on that call, we do this role play call. And then these, you know, two guys started talking. I was like, what is happening here? Because, you know, she's like, Robin, I, I thought you stood for like helping women. And, and you, you're all about like empowering women. And the fact that you had these guys, it kind of like, it kind of made me bummed, you know, because in, in the emotional part was she's like, I've been in this industry for 20, 30 years. I think it's 30 years, something like that. And like, finally we have a community of women who support women where there's no competition and we're helping each other to grow to, to, you know, to the point where we want to be in this industry and to be, you know, like bigger, bigger, better, you know, bigger producers and all this stuff, but not for the sake of just making money, but to make money and help more people, which is what I talk about in my book, you know, and she was going on about it. And I was like, damn, like, you know, you're kind of right. And she's like, if there's a guy that comes into femme, I am gone. And I'm like, don't worry. Like, I'm not going to have men in my femme program. It's female empowered money makers. I'm not going to do that. But it really gave me a lot to think about. And I, and I kind of justified in my head and I was like, well, girl, you know, like, I don't think it's that bad. And I told her this and, you know, we had this whole conversation really open. And I said, I don't think it's bad to have a couple guys in here, but I don't want it to be like the guys are overpowering or if it starts to change the environment. And I don't think it has, but my point is that like, I really stood for something and I, I, I still do. I'm not, I'm not saying I'm incongruent with that, but it really got me to think. And I'm like, thank you for telling me. First of all, like, it's great that she has an opinion. I think most of the women don't really mind, but the fact that it bothered her and that she told me, and it was this emotional is when she started to talk about like them, that when she got emotional about it, it was because she was like, you know, I've been in this industry for so long and like, there's so many things for men, but like there's, there, there's not a place for just us, for just women, for, for us to be able to grow together and be, be vulnerable together and, and to make money together and, to, and to make this huge impact together. And then to see that there's, you know, guys trickling in when it's, it's almost like it's not fair that they get to have this community because we need it. We need it. And so it was really interesting, really eye-opening. And I told her, you know, I said, like, I'm going to put together an advisory board, like of my clients and stuff to, to have these conversations, because this is no longer about me and growing my business. It's a movement and it's the femme movement because I want to create femmes, femmes who are empowered to grow their business, make more money, help more people. And then I want them, you, the listener right now, if you're a woman, I want you to go empower other women to make money. And that means making money and they can earn it, but I'm talking about growing their money and being empowered to have everything that they want financially. And you have the power to give them that. So our new movement, the FEM movement, it's not just about, you know, creating like, yes, we want more women in the industry and it's all for the sake of that, but it's for the sake of helping the women clients who need your help. Okay. So all this to say this, I I want you to work with who you want to work with. Okay. I want you to have a place where you feel comfortable, but also a place where you're constantly having to step outside your comfort zone so that you're growing, you're stretching and you're growing. 
And I want you to have that. And we do have that community. We're building that community. We're creating this, you know, incredible femme mentorship. And if you want to work with men, work with men, like that's, that's, you know, I'm not telling you how to grow your business. Although I am, in, I'm, I, I am kind of suggesting that women need you more than we realize. And what having this woman tell me that made me realize even more so that like what I'm creating is, is bigger than I even realized, like to give these women a safe place. And I think it's so missed in the financial industry and you starting to think about how you approach this, who you want to work with, drawing a line in the sand saying, this is how we do it. And honestly, like I haven't taken a male client since that conversation. And I don't think I will, I'm not going to pull them out of the program. That would be wrong. But I just, I think she was right. Like this is the, this it's, it's more about, we need to put more attention on inspiring and empowering women and draw a line in the sand there. And so I'm on this path and I hope you join me. And I want to just give you this one last like strategic piece, because I said this, it's one, how you attract them is really important. Knowing who you want to attract, making sure to have a safe environment there. And then how do you create that safe environment? And I said this simply, but I'm going to give you a little system to it. But you got to get clear on what the way, the way I said it was this, what they want and what's holding them back. And since you help them in the future, like their financial future, you need to know what they want in their future. And um, I have this, like, if you get someone at least curious to talk to you about possibly working with you, then I have a really simple sales system. And I'm, I hate to call it sales because sales kind of freaks you out. But the real, real meaning of sales to me is transformation. If someone ends up in my program, that means they bought for me. They are they, a, a sale was made. Really, what I believe is their life is transformed, like completely transformed. Like they they will look back at this moment and be grateful that they followed through with this and found the money and got in this program because it's an incredible community, incredible strategies, all these things. And that sale, so to speak, that closed sale is really the beginning of the rest of their life transformation. So same, same in your case is that when you get a client that that means they paid something or they, they made an agreement, they rolled a 401k or whatever it is. And now they are a client. Okay. There's been a transaction. The sale has been made. They have converted to a client and now you get to transform their lives before that little dips, little bits. Yeah. You can do it a little bit, but not much. Okay. So the transformation happens there. So the sales system that I use, we call it the FCC sales system. And I'll leave you just with this strategic thing. And then I'll tell you one more thing before I go through that is if you're not in our community on Facebook, growing your financial business, the woman's way, go get in there. Make sure you answer the questions because it's a little bit gated. I want to make sure you're in the industry. If you're a woman in the financial services industry, go and get in there, growing your financial business, the woman's way, same name as the podcast and be part of our community. Um, we're growing this rapidly. We're really, really you know, putting attention on this because we're creating FEMS, um, whether these women are in my program or not. I believe they're femmes, they're female empowered moneymakers. And these female empowered moneymakers, these femmes are empowering other women as well. And that's what I was talking about today. So join that group, be part of our community. We'd love to have you. And then I'll leave you with this strategy. Okay. Because you're not going to know how to do this in a way you're, you're naturally good at it, but then you've been indoctrinated with so much crap from the industry about how to sell people. And even if it's transformation, how to sell them into the next step to become a client that it's very confusing. And it's like, it, people go, Oh my gosh, I don't know how to like put your system in this system that they gave me. Well, I will tell, tell you this, just use this. Okay. All you need are four steps. And I taught this the other day and it was really valuable to this woman. So I'll give it to you now. FCC, MW, Yes ladder offer four steps. Okay. This is for any type of sales conversation. Sorry about that noise. FCC stands for frustrations, concerns, and challenges. You need to know what are their frustrations or concerns or challenges. 
Okay. So if you're just, your intention is to understand what, what's, what's concerning them. What's, what, what are the big challenges? What, what, what are they frustrated about? Like the deep stuff. And you just spend the time to get really clear about those things. When it comes to their money, you're already way ahead of everybody else. Because what drives people is, is to avoid pain. And if you're not talking about their problems, like deep problems, the frustrations, the real concerns, the deep challenges, then you can't really change their life. You can't really motivate them to action. You can't really influence them. Okay. MW stands for magic wand. Just a reminder that you want to know if they can wave a magic wand. And I say this, if you can wave a magic wand, what would you want? And so what I want to get clear on is like, what does that life look like for them? And in your case, if you're helping them with their finances, like you need to know what that, that retirement, that, what that future financial picture looks like for them. And very, very explicitly. And I say magic wand, because if you just say, well, what do you want? They're going to talk about what's realistic, what they think is possible, what they think is going to happen or ideally will happen. If you talk about magic wand, they start to dream and that's where you want to get them to. Okay. So FCC, frustrations, concerns, challenges, MW, magic wand. If you can wave magic wand, what would you like? Yes ladder. Now there's a part of your brain back. If you can't see me on YouTube, it's in the back of your brain. Some people call it the critter brain, lizard brain, amygdala. Okay. It's the fight or flight part that is designed for you to just survive, be safe and survive. Okay. If that's the case, that means to give you an example is that if you are in debt and you've survived being in debt, let's say you've been in debt for 10 years. Many people have been in debt 10 years. I was in debt for a long time. Okay. Well, if you've survived that you act, it's survivable. So you think it's actually safe, even though that's not what you want. And you want to thrive. You think it's safe. Your ear, that part of your brain thinks it's safe, right? That critter brain thinks it's safe. And so you actually look for things like that, that are survivable, which is not where you want to be because it's totally like logically, which is the front part of your brain. Logically, you know, you want to be somewhere else. You want to have, a, you know, get out of debt. You say that all the time. You say you want to have financial freedom. You say you want to build your business to a million dollars a year, whatever it is. Okay. But in the back, you're like, this is safe. Just making $20,000 a year and being in debt. That's what it is. Okay. It's safe. So the person you're talking to when you're having this sales conversation, this transformation conversation, they're in the same fight or flight type of mode. Okay. They're in fear. They're in fear like most people. And because of that, they're going to start using objections or, or bringing up things like fees and things that they, they think they, they should say because they should be concerned about, but really they just don't feel safe because it's unknown. It's uncertainty. Okay. And so one little trick just to get them out of the way of being like in this, oh no, I'm, I'm in this fear zone is to ask them yes questions, which is why, you know, you might hear people who are going to say, say often, you know, does this make sense? Um, do you see how that could help you? It has, this been valuable so far. Okay. So before you go to the offer of what's next, get some yes questions in there. Otherwise they're going to be in the fight or flight mode. Okay. Because it's, it's definitely a little bit scary to, to take any action if they haven't done it before or they had, or they weren't necessarily looking for that. Okay. So you might say, you know, if, if we were to have a, a, have a financial plan, do you think that would help you reach your goals faster? Yes. Okay. That's a yes question. We want three yes questions. And the final thing is the offer. So here's what we want to do. So the next step is to do this, is to roll that 401k. The next step is to reallocate this. Next step is to get insurance, whatever it is. Okay. So I just wanted to give you something practical because I've talked a lot today about just the, the, the mindset stuff and the theory and the intention behind it all which going back to this is like, Hey, I want you to tell you it is important to work with women. It's important that we grow this movement together. It is important that you become an empowered, a female empowered moneymaker. You become a femme. And then you have other femmes. You go help empower other women. And we need more women in the industry. We need more women who are your clients. These women in the world, especially the leaders 
to have someone like you who will take absolute care of them, not just throw them, show them projections and numbers and all these things, but nurture them, love them, be their best friend and help them reach their goals. Okay. I want you to do that. I want to bring you part of this movement. Go ahead and join our Facebook group. You can just find it by searching growing your financial business, the woman's way, and we'll see you in there and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. I actually have the link for the tag challenge, the appointment generator challenge. So instead you can just go to femalefinancialadvisors.com and register right now so that you can get five quality appointments in just five days. Now, this is not around, you know, you having to talk to friends and family and get all awkward. This is not about you having to spend marketing dollars online or create a whole funnel. This is going to be easy. It's simple. It happens in five days. If I can get you five quality appointments in five days, then you know that you can have the best year of your life because you just need to get in front of more of the right people. We will walk through it together as we do it. So do not miss this. And if you can, if you're smart, do VIP, spend a few extra bucks and you can actually spend time with me on Zoom where I can connect with you, get to know you and really help you get those quality appointments so that you can grow your business. And um, go ahead again, register at femalefinancialadvisors.com. You'll find it all there. It's happening, coming up very, very soon. So make sure to register, claim your spot, get in on this, get excited about it, block your calendar because you need to spend about an hour to an hour and a half uh, a day with me on the Thursday, Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, so that you can get these results and it does work. The most appointments I think we got in those five days, uh, someone, I think it was Dana, got 33 appointments. So you could be my best student and go well beyond the five quality appointments. Go to 10, go to 15, go to 20 and set yourself up for the best year ever. Can't wait to see you at the tag challenge. See you there. Thank you again for listening to Grow Your Financial Business the Woman's Way. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.